From the Abyss, aka podcasting from a spare bedroom in exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And welcome back, Jeff. Well, thank you. It's good to be back. And I'm Jerry. This is an atheist podcast that will challenge your assumptions and ours too. Three guys, one mic, plenty of opinions. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially us. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. Remember, don't believe everything you hear on this podcast, or anywhere else for that matter, until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, Google, Google that, that shit. shit. No. I'm no? gonna I'm I'm gonna do an on the fly edit. <laughs> Even though I'm reading this on a Chromebook and I am connected to the Borg, Google Bing that shit. Is that what you're going to say? No, oh, for God, no. Duck, don't duck, duck, go that shit. <laughs> Google Bing and see what the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> duck, duck, go duck, does duck, not go. track you. They do not, they do not, they do not uh, keep your data. They don't sell your data. It is a pure search engine. That's not nearly as good as Google. But, <laughs> but you can feel better about using it. Well, you go, oh, you know what? DuckDuckGo doesn't have this. I better use Google. <laughs> <laughs> but I tried. But I tried. Right. You know what? Right. At least try with DuckDuckGo. You know, separate yourself from the Borg. They're not going to whore you out and sell your data like Facebook and Google and everyone else does. So DuckDuckGo duck, 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 that, that shit. shit. <laughs> and then go. Google it if you have to. There you go. <laughs> All right. So what are we drinking tonight? Um, one more thing. Uh-oh. It is episode... 16. Sweet 16. Sweet 16. So you can marry and have babies with this podcast Little baby now. podcast. Woo! Some parts of Georgia, you could have done that in episode 10. But, with, you know. with the uh, parent podcast uh, written permission. <laughs> so, Zach, we're, we're publicly acknowledging our episode. We're on the market. Again. So what are you drinking? You go first this time, Tom. Oh, yeah, quick and easy. I, I still got some um, leftover long-day lagers. Uh, the, way, the way you make it, too. Leftover. Leftover. Leftover long-day lagers, yeah. This is, these are good. I got to get some more of these. But uh, this is still the same, uh, same six-pack I bought a while back. At least you're dipping your toe into it was, the craft beer. I've had family in town. We've been go, go, go all week. We did the aquarium, did the baseball game, we did all that. So I haven't had a chance varsity. to. Yeah, yeah, we definitely did the varsity. <laughs> and we uh, had to open that can of worms. But I haven't been to the liquor store. So literally, I either had like two leftover cans of long day lager. I had about a third of a bottle of tequila. We made margaritas oh, one night. Oh, that was definitely that not in. happening. Don't bring that in here. <laughs> or... Um, we're opening another big bottle of wine or opening another apothic, and I didn't want to listen to this one over here. Give me hell of a Hey, uh, I gave you a bottle of wine that you promised to drink on the air like 14 episodes ago, and I, still, what? you know what? You've either drank it and then just forgot where, hey, what's this shit? Or probably. You, or you, 
<laughs> or you re-gifted it. No, I have not given away any <laughs> Or it's still sitting in the back like... That's it's like, either. you know what, my wine gift comes after leftover long day the, lager. What was the wine? Which, I don't remember which wine it was. It, it was a Malbec. I think that is still in the rack. See? That is still, right. it, we have it, not it, drank it. It's in the queue. It, it, is, it, is, below, in the it queue. is below leftover beer. I know. I forgot That's how we much had it. appreciates this. Right, I, I forgot, forgot we had it. I forgot we had it. I, I know there's a bottle of Rodney Strong Cabernet that's in there, and I know there's a bottle of port that I got from our birthday that I still haven't opened that I, that I need to open and sip on that thing oh, you, can have a, you know what you know, you can't open and finish that in like no. a week oh yeah no, so maybe that's... we should have a port episode we could definitely have a port Ooh, episode that little, could get a little, little crazy mm, see that definitely right. it's a podcast looking up already <laughs> <laughs> but yeah to answer the question long day longer alright and I'm having a Reformation Alani it's a rosé ale a hybrid ale with grape must whatever grape must is sweat Sweat, sweat from the grape. Great must what? I don't know. From, from the must gland. I think, of the grape. A, I think it is the skins. Okay, I'll oh, go with I that. Believe. And cranberry and hibiscus. So and that's really, Reformation. That's local, right? Yes, up in Woodstock, it's Georgia. Religious. It is. Religious. Oh, I, we've yeah. been there. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. That's where we had the little uh, theocracy meeting, where with the the guy, the thing with the dude, and the thing with the guy, <laughs> and the at the place with the people. It's <laughs> not like Jerry Lewis now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was. Um, I, yes, I, I, I do remember that place. Mm-hmm. And I got the big red door, so it's it's the Martin Luther kind of okay kind of throwback. But anyway, Musk. it's kind of. A light summary drink. Must is the freshly pressed juice that contains the skins, seeds, and stems. Oh, so no stems it's pretty much it's, everything. It's the sausage of oh, wine God, God got rid of them. <laughs> and I'm drinking a Kurahi Kawi? Kawai? K-A-W-I. Coffee milk stout. It is from Franklin, North Carolina, and Alpharetta, Georgia, and it is delicious. And we're going to have Too to check that uh, brewery out. That was not on my radar. For sure. Listeners at the brewery, please give us free beer. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, because Long Day is uh, red hair. That's, yes, that's it Marietta. Is. That, Marietta. That's like, so we're all drinking local. Hoping they're going to listen in. And yeah. Right. For sure. Give us free stuff. They can be a sponsor for the show. Yeah, join. That's premier yeah. sponsor. <laughs> we, we, we definitely have a slot open for right, sponsorship. Right. <laughs> Even one. We, we don't have an inventory issue. <laughs> no. All right. So, uh, and I've said this before, and you looked at me like I had nine eyeballs. Let's let's see who fed it. Let's see who ate it this week. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, you're not familiar with that term, but yeah, let's. Uh, let's yeah, uh, you know what? I don't see that in the rundown. But. No. Maybe we should put it in there. Well, when the shit hit the fan, <laughs> who got some on it, <laughs> so to speak? We had two big stories this last week when, when it comes to uh, church-state and, and, unfortunately, not so much the separation of the two. Integration. We had our attorney general who quoted the Bible when asked about separating children from, from their mothers. Yes, our man Jefferson Beauregard Sessions. Is it the third? Is, is it that, is. Or does that it just sound it like it's, yeah. it should be the third? Yeah, our, our Keebler elf of a uh, of an AG, uh, when asked about the policy that America is taking children away from parents when they show up at the border. And one of the worst things I heard about this whole story was the way that they're doing it. They're telling the parents when they have them when they've arrested them, they've brought them in, and, and they're processing, basically. They tell them that they're taking the children and bathing them 
and then oh, the parents just, are taking and then they just no, yeah, well, no, they take the, the children, the, the children from the parents, telling the parents that they're going to go bathe the child and get him something to eat. Seriously, and they never bring the child back. You're, yes, you're freaking kidding. No, no, no I wish I, I was. Never, I, I, thought I wish was. I was kidding, but I, I did. I can't remember if I read that or if I saw that. On one of the shows, yeah, I remember hearing uh, about the, the bathing thing. I wasn't sure if it was the yeah, that is that that, that is, is reprehensible. Nazi light. Yeah, oh, that yeah, is yeah. I mean, that's horrible. I mean, I, I, I it's <clears throat> so you managed to bum me out about that story more than I already was. You were expecting to be bummed out, and not, we, not to that level. We went way low. Well, you know what? Maybe mm-hmm. that's that's one of the things about that. So much bad news. I was already plenty bummed about it, and. You can't walk around all day, 24 hours a day, bummed out about the latest atrocity and degradation of so many things that we took for granted. It's non-friggin' stop. So I kind of found my shitty equilibrium with that story. And and we're able to knock you off at the knees. Well, you know. We're not expecting a shin shot. No, well, (laughs) it wasn't. It was like a right to the jaw. It kind of re-bummed me out. And makes me feel worse about it, which kind of where you should, well, is, is, it, is it better to be there? Because I had kind of made my peace with it just so I didn't have to think about it all the time. Like, just another one of those, God, are you freaking kidding me? Right, how low like, can we right, go? I noticed that even, even at home, one of us will just be, like, ranting about something like that. And I know sometimes I'm like, I can't. I yeah, can't hear it. Yeah. I cannot listen to it right now. Not that I don't want to hear you. Not that I don't agree with you 100%. It's just I can't have my head there. Well, and it's like like just today where Trump in his little off-the-cuff interview with Steve Ducey talks about how uh, Kim Jong-un. Never has a man been named so appropriately. Uh, but but yeah, so so he was saying something about Kim Jong-un. You know, what he likes about him is people come to attention you know, when he his, comes people. The, yes. his people. His people. His people. His people snap to and, attention when right. he speaks, and, and he wants nice. the same thing out of his own people. Right. And, of course, a lot of the, you know, the Fox News people and all that are trying to back it down. Oh, he was just joking. Which stupid-ass comment was in relation to him saying, you don't understand sarcasm? When he was questioned about something like that today, yeah. one of these Reagan-like press gaggles where people are shouting questions, and he actually engaged, and I think it was him that said... You know, oh, you obviously don't understand sarcasm. Like somehow, that's something that we want and expect out of our president. Yeah, right, where we can't tell yeah. sarcasm. The difference between reality right. and and it's like which part of the Bible's metaphor? It's just a convenient excuse. But that's for, so for close. I mean, the, the the whole showers in concentration camps, and we're gonna take your kids to bathe. These days, I wouldn't not believe. That there was somebody who actually thought that and sarcastically, no, pretty uh, blatantly. Now that you could deny it, but to say that you're sending somebody to bathe and then you never see him again or you don't yeah. see him for a long time, seriously, how effed up is that? It seems like I have two reactions to the news nowadays. It's somebody tells me something or I read something and I go, "Holy shit, is that true?" or "Holy shit, I already kn- assumed that was true." And, and, and or it's not surprising. It's, yeah, it's, it's tragic, but it's no is longer. Is that really news? I just kind of assumed that that was already happening, you know, kind of a reaction. That's really a cynical, given up hope way of thinking. But I, I 
I, I think everyone's there in some way. Well, I mean, Everyone there was, we there was a, a yeah. good video by Noam Chomsky. I think it's an older one, but somebody reposted it. Kind of talking about, you know, how the constant deluge of this kind of shit, you know, is you can't escape it. But it just dulls you to the point where you're not seeing what's going on behind the curtain. You know, there's so many things going on behind the curtain that's getting ripped apart and we're not paying attention. So when he says that, that bums me out. It almost feels like the first part is even worse, where you're kind of numb to it. Not, you know, so there's two bad things about that. There's so much bad news. We do get kind of numb to it. And we ignore a lot of other bad stuff. Because we can't deal with any more. Right. It's not just us, but it's the news media also. So the news media, you know, the story of today. Mm, Don't get me started. Is, you know, these little shiny object things, you know, which are not, you don't want to not be aware of them. I mean, these are important things when you you start to see that this guy, you know, definitely loves dictators and there's something to that. The scary part about Trump and, and Ducey talking was everybody's talking about the off-the-cuff comment where he was talking about he wants his own people to kind of snap to attention when he talks and show him the same reverence that, uh, that they do that, the that dear they leader. Do the dear leader, exactly. But the scarier part is what he said after that. I saw a longer version yeah, of that yeah. where he goes into talking about, well, this guy just cleaned house. He got rid of a lot of, oh, of his upper that. generals. And Trump was trying to intimate that he didn't just fire him. Right, he had right. him killed, but he didn't come out and say. And more he's, he's like, yeah, they weren't just, he goes, fired was probably a good thing. Could have been a good outcome for them, if you know what I'm saying. Wink, wink, he, nudge, he nudge. Like you know several what I mean? times. Yeah, like yeah. code talk. But it was you know, so obvious, you know, what he was saying. That That was the scarier part, where he's idolizing this guy who's having members of his own military and his own government killed, his own family killed, right. for that matter. With a nerve, a... Nerve agent. Seriously hardcore nerve agent. Yeah, yeah once, wasn't one of the. Uh, uh, but he talks about how this guy's got a great personality and, and he's and funny. Oh, he's got a great love And he took, over, you know, he took over basically took over the family business. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you know how tough is that for somebody one, one who's twenty thousand? Not like, a lot of twenty-six-year-olds could have done that. But the whole the whole summit thing was just a big dog and pony show. I mean, he, we got nothing done. We got nothing in writing. We have said that we're going to stop doing this. We're going to stop doing that. And we're going to stop doing this. And there's really nothing. Well, the scary part that, of that too that's holding him was, was Pompeo. There was some press conference that he held where one of the reporters was was kind of pushing him on that point. Is I thought you wanted, and he said it's in there. You know, they were looking at the same document. It's not in there. And he called the guy, you know, stupid or whatever for pointing it out. And Which gets to the more probably insidious part of this whole unscripted, unplanned conversation is the apparatus used to be tacitly supporting it, but it's actively supporting it now. The more crazy he gets, if you're expecting the Republicans to ever do anything more than a sad tweet, it's not going to happen. And that's what makes it that much more dangerous. How many stories about racist candidates and Confederate flag-loving Senate candidates and the guy in Arizona that said Arizona public schools don't have enough white kids? Mm -hmm. I mean, what the fuck? What was it, Bob Corker that, that came out and finally said that this is a cult? You know, the, the Republicans have yeah. become Yeah, he was the, he's cult. one of the original sad tweeters who hasn't done dick. Right. None of them. Every time one of them comes out with this, that's not what we're about. Like, bullshit. Well, and then vote against leaving. him. They right, usually right. say that as they quietly resign. Right, yeah. Well, and, he, and, yeah and he's, he's not running run for religion. Well, so. but, but even, but that's, that makes it that much worse, though. 
is you're allegedly not running for anything else. So if you really feel that way, then let it all hang out, brother. Yep. You know, fucking do something as opposed to just, you know, that's not what we're about. Mm-hmm. I wonder what happened to America is because Jack knobs like you. That's not a word. Jack knobs. I like that. That's a useful term. Sure. I don't think that's you gotta, a word. you got to change up your, your swear My words. My swearing cadence. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. fuck get out knobs. Old, get out old habits. Yeah. <laughs> Go shit yourself. <laughs> change it up a little bit. Oh, that's a good. That's yeah, a, yeah. So when you when you're insulting somebody, and you drop the go shit yourself, you know the gloves dropping next. Or it's is, is they're fighting. It, well, it, it's because there's it's, a difference between using it as a term of endearment, though. You know, everybody thinks that in the heat of the moment they're going to say something really cool, you super know, clever, like like you know like Billy Jack or or Dirty <laughs> Harry or something. Right. But you always end up dropping like up your nose with a rubber hose Jack or something. Knob. You know, yeah, Jack now to go, yeah. When, when the shit hits the fan, you, you just whatever from your childhood just comes pouring back into your brain. Yeah, because you don't get you know fourteen takes to get no, it right. No, it's scary times when the Southern Baptist Convention has a better handle and a better policy on racism than the U.S. government does. I mean, what does that say? I was going to say where we at nowadays. That, that's a cool segue. Yeah, going to say that. That is a good segue. <laughs> and then, and I will I will say it's not the government. But it is the current administration. Yes. yes. It is yes. not the government. Correct. Yep. It's a very limited if amount of If it becomes a government, but they were screwed. Yep. Big time screwed. And to t- tie a bow on, on Jeff Sessions, he was not the only oh, government official to cite the Bible uh, th- this past week. When he was asked about the, the policy of, of taking the children from, from the parents, he cited Romans 13, and, which talks about how... You have to obey the government. You obey the government, which, and I, I read up on this about Romans thirteen. It's uh, Romans thirteen one, I believe it is, is, is the part that he's quoting. Where if you read a little further into that chapter, uh, verse ten talks about loving thy neighbor. Are we going to do a Bible study? It now, doesn't. Or? Well, I just don't remember anything about it saying he's, taking. He's on a roll. Yeah, taking thy neighbor's <laughs> children, you know, or anything like that. They're but, not our neighbors. Uh, well, they're our neighbors to the south. Hmm. You got to call ice on you. <laughs> But it's it, it's just it's weird that he's invoking this particular passage. It's not weird. On, it's, it's actually it's actually consistent. Well, you you it's know consistent. you know that this was not planned. This was not written down. This was not part of his his speech. He was asked a question and he answered it off the cuff and foot went directly in the mouth because he went out and he picked. Oh, but he doesn't feel that way though. Of course he, he doesn't. doesn't feel that way. Neither, of course he neither, does, and he's on the wrong side of history on everything media. else. What makes you fuck you think he's neither, going to be on the right side of history when it comes to this? I, I don't know what kind of history that uh, that you subscribe to. He's on the same the side of history as, as the Nazis, the uh, apartheid in South Africa, the slave owners in in uh, the which, 1800s which, which, in America. What do they What do they have in common? They They're lost. all called they Jefferson lost. Beauregard sessions. <laughs> Uh, but so, right. so the rest of that passage, did you have that pulled up? In there, uh, I can pull it up on, on the guy. Bible app. I know I've got like, it in one of these articles, and we'll, and we'll we'll link a number of articles yeah. um, that that were referenced this this week in, in the show notes. But what what kind of troubled me about about you know that thing is then on Facebook and other places there's a lot of progressive Christians kind of saying, well, what about this passage? Yeah. What about this passage? Well, and which is you know, 
It's true. There's a whole lot of good passages in the Bible, but... It doesn't belong in political discussion. Right. When yeah, you're talking yeah. about the government discussing policy, the Bible is is not a reference guide. Separation it, you know, of church yeah. and state. But in, in, in this particular passage that he was talking about, it's been used twice in the history in the revolutionary times. People who were against us breaking free of British rule used it to say that we should do what what the monarchy says, and also during the uh, the time of slavery. So it was kind of amazing that we went from his his wheelhouse mm-hmm. uh, to your wheelhouse. I have just, a wheelhouse. Just oh, per, anything, yeah. any any sentence that has. There's only one of the three of us that will ever use this phrase in a sentence. I, Progressive Christians. Yeah. Mainline Christians. Okay, so from now on, yeah. I would just say jackknob. No. Yeah, jackknob Christians. <laughs> See, that was, that was my wheelhouse. It's a very different wheelhouse. Uh, tying it uh, back around to your wheelhouse, here, here's one for you. Man, this train is Yeah, this tracks. train's going around the stations. <laughs> Buckle up, everyone. After uh, Sessions gave his little verbal faux pas there, uh, a meeting oh. of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops on Wednesday, the nation's Catholic leaders strongly condemned the administration's policy as immoral, and one bishop went so far as to say that Catholics who help carry out the Justice Department's policies are violating their faith and perhaps should be denied communion. Ooh. So now we're in your wheelhouse. Which, how, how much of a threat is that? In is, today's age? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So like back in the day, that was actually, I think that was a threat. What do you mean? I can't take communion. I'm part of my life is is over. Like it's some part inside of me died. Yeah. But now you you would actually be afraid that if you got hit by a bus, you would not go to heaven because you did not get your cracker. And, it had and that much importance, really? Oh, oh yeah. That's oh, pretty absolutely. Heavy. Yeah. Dang. That that is a major Catholic threat. There was a league of Hispanic Christians um, trying to, yeah, the National Latino Evangelical Coalition came out and they were talking about how taking babies from mothers is not biblical. They were quoting some scriptures that talked about pro-family and pro-this and it's like the Catholic Church was, hey, let us show you how it's done here. Yeah, just, <laughs> just step back and shut up for a second. We've been doing this for quite a while. We got the whole this, this playbook is well yeah. weathered. Yeah. <laughs> Turn to the third chapter of guilt. Which is a perfect example of why I am not anti-theist. <laughs> Which we're going to get to that later. That's called yeah, I, foreshadowing. I see another train wreck coming. <laughs> but like I said, <laughs> we're Sessions wasn't so. the only government official who quoted, that. quoted from the Bible. Our second one, and to some extent, I think a lot of this Trump and Kim dog and pony show that went on over the week and the weekend kind of hid the fact that nobody was talking about Mike Pence was giving a speech at the Southern Baptist Convention, the largest evangelical denomination in the country. Largest Protestant. Protestant evangelical uh, denomination. And he was in Dallas at their convention. They also, on Tuesday, kicked out a church, a Georgia church, for being racist. So, go Southern Baptist Convention. But guess he's not either. So He got some mixed reviews. People were not too happy. He was introduced on Wednesday by the outgoing president of the Southern Baptist. And immediately upon giving his speech on Wednesday, the newly elected president of the Southern Baptist Convention tweeted out that, I know that sent some terribly mixed signals. And apparently, 
a lot of the, uh, I don't want to say even a lot, but a number of the members of the Southern Baptist Convention did not want Mike Pence to speak. On Tuesday, there was a call to rescind the invitation, not have him speak. Let's just have an hour of prayer. And they put it up to a vote, and it was a 70-30 split. And yeah, but what did, he, how did the Electoral speak. College go? It was 50-50 right down the middle, <laughs> and, uh, and Trump won. He gave a, from what I understand, because I, I did not see the speech, but I, I, I did see snippets of it. He's, you know how he always does. He starts off with, I'm a Christian, a Christian first, and, and I'm an American and a Republican in that order. Yeah. You know, kind uh. of his go-to and everybody, <laughs> yeah. But he... He talked about basically it was a big rah-rah session for his boss, Donald Trump. Get out. Seriously. Oh, man. I know that's shocking. He's a kiss-up. He talked about 500 days of promises made and 500 days of promises kept. Uh, He talked about the deal with North Korea, the tax cuts, uh, the efforts to secure the borders, uh, withdrawing from the Iran deal. And what do you think got the loudest cheers at the SBC in Dallas, Texas? The uh, varsity? No. The <laughs> Dollar, Dollar Shave Dollar Club? Club. No, it was uh, the moving of the embassy in Israel oh, yeah, to Jerusalem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That got the the more the most raucous applause from the uh, Southern Baptist That's Convention. Speed up Jesus being exactly. back. So yeah. He went on to say that Trump has deep respect for people of faith. And he even talked about their efforts at repealing the Johnson Amendment. How could anyone in that crowd, listen to anybody that says Donald Trump has a deep respect for people of faith and just go, yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, he well, does. Well, he's changed his ways. I, I want to give a shout out to Garrett Kell, uh, the lead pastor at Del Rey Baptist Church in Virginia. He said, by associating publicly with any administration, we send a mixed message to our members that to be faithful to the gospel it is also to align with that administration. So a little, it, it is the U.S. Open weekend, so a nice little golf clap to uh, one <laughs> Mr. Jarrett Kell. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Actually, somebody on that side being a fan of the separation of church well, and state. Well, Baptists in their yeah. history used to be that way. It wasn't until probably about the 80s that they started mixing up church and state. It seems so. like, and, and this may be the, not necessarily the turning point, but the, the, the litmus test that's showing that some of these evangelical Christians are starting to distance themselves from this administration. The incoming, yeah. and I don't so, know. So they can't I, smell the gum on his breath? Well, I so don't, he's like yeah. one step away now? I, I don't know the inner workings of, of the Baptist Church and the Southern Baptist Convention. I don't know how many people were running for this new presidency and, and where the, the battle lines were drawn and all the rest of that. But it looks like the new membership, and at least the, the more vocal members of the Southern Baptist Convention, are keeping the government, and at least this administration, at arm's length, right. as opposed to embracing them. Do you think there's going to be a tipping point? I do. Really? Well, and I, I think you have more, I, no pun intended, faith in that than I do. I, I think that religion has lasted long enough to use whatever ladder that they can to climb socially and to get off that ladder before it crumbles. And I, hmm. I see this administration going down in a, in a in a ball of fire. I don't see it taking religion with ball it. Ball of hellfire. Yeah. Well, I think one of the tipping points might be, you know, this ripping the babies from the arms of the mothers on the border. Because what was interesting is, is I watched snippets of the of the Pence talk also, and as part of that, he kind of gave a, a an applaud to the uh, the churches 
for taking care. Uh, he didn't use the word the least of these, taking care of the poor or whatever. It's like, really? You're, you know, and so I, I wonder if that's those kind of things is some of these churches are going to finally draw a line to say, eh, maybe, maybe we ought to be following some of the stuff that Jesus said. I don't think so. I think that's a wish, a hope, and a dream. Yeah. Hey, I, I got some statistics to pass it up. I don't. Here we go. Hold on. You're, you're talking you at your numbers? ass for a second. Oh, is uh, that right? Yeah. The evangelical polling group Barna found that evangelical Christian attitudes towards immigration seem to be warming somewhat. In 2016, they found that 42% of evangelicals agreed with the statement, we allow too many immigrants into this country, compared to 30% of American adults overall. By the next year, 2017, just 23% of adults down from 30 overall and 31% of evangelicals down from 42% agreed with that statement. Okay. Talk is cheap. Who the fuck are you voting for? It's just you and the Russian rigged machine. I would love for that to be true. And I am praying Uh for a blue Uh wave at the 2018 midterms. But yeah. you like that, don't you? I did. That oh. startled me, man. You know what? If they kick people like that out of office and none of these nut jobs yeah. who yeah. are running now get in, then I'll believe it. But if not, nope. But moving on, you wanted to talk about we got a new billboard that. I like when you say we. Got a mouse Because we, we do kind of claim Collective. it. Collective. We do. We, we absolutely. Do. We absolutely claim it. Our man Jack has paid for an, yet another billboard here in the Atlanta area. And go ahead and dig that yeah. big well. Just rattle that <laughs> ice around. around. There. <laughs> and listen to this. There you go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. So Jack has uh, has paid for yet another of the billboards that the Freedom from By Religion way, Foundation is put. Right Absolutely. And interviewed by Hemet. On Hemet's block. I told you nothing gets past that guy. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, Jack Eggers was interviewed uh, a couple weeks ago by Hemet about this particular billboard campaign that is going on in Atlanta. It's part of their, and I th- did we talk about this? It's part of their coming out of the closet billboard campaign is what they're calling it. It's a, a lot long people, ago. I don't know if they're still lo- calling yeah, it Yeah, a lot that, of people though. are not too happy about that particular. Coming out. I and, it's not that, and it's not the atheists that, that are mad that we're using a a gay term, so to speak. You can't see the air quotes, but I'm definitely air quoting over here. I think it's more a case of some of the LGBT community are not too happy that we're appropriating this this term. Yeah. Hmm. I know. I was shocked too. And I always thought of coming out of the closet as not necessarily a gay term, but it was most commonly used when you're talking about gays or homosexuals. I think it, I think it kind of... It's, it's always just I been... kind of... Everybody's explicit. got a skeleton in their closet, and you're you're kind of taking your skeleton out and, and waving yeah. it around, kind of, a, kind of a thing, more than it not always had to refer to something gay. Well, it kind of did. I mean, it, it kind of did until, but I'll just speak for myself. It kind of did until I started to see the parallels in my air quotes mm-hmm. coming out mm-hmm. as yep. an atheist. Yep. And those same, like when you read, like they're kind of me- a lot of a lot of the mental progression where didn't know what to do, didn't you know, kind of hated yourself for it, didn't want to tell anybody to like I'm telling everybody, and man, do I feel. Like yeah. a thousand pound weight's been lifted off my shoulder that I've come out of the atheist closet. So I, I guess I'm not going to take offense to the appropriation of that statement because I'm not. 
I'm telling you how I feel yeah. in a mm-hmm. similar way that you felt, not diminishing it. No. I'm just telling you, I kind of feel the same way in just another manner. Yeah, really. I mean, I can't think of a better term. That's kind of the process, like you say. There's direct correlations between the atheist community and, and the, the gay community. And, and there's some and that, that are different, though. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. You know, because, you know, when, when we tell one of our theist friends that we're an atheist, we're kind of suggesting to them, then you should be, too. It's a good playbook to draw from. If we find right, ourselves saying, in, yeah. you know, in, a, in a situation and wait, we wait, need wait. a historical well, playbook to pull well, from. Yeah, so I'm saying, you know, so if you come out as an atheist to a theist friend, the questions are, well, then you must think I'm stupid for still believing in God. Whereas a gay person coming out to a straight person, the straight you're, person not, you're not suggesting that the straight person... So do is you doing such wrong? Team. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that's a difference. Do you think that's what the believers think? Yes. Really? Yes. Mm, some. I mean, huh. some that it's, I've encountered. They, yes. they think mm-hmm. we're arrogant. They, they, you know, mm, oh, you're you're up there on your high horse, think you got this all figured out. You know, kind of an attitude. You know, you, yeah, you don't need God because you're, you know, you, you know, and and then you point out to them. You're the one that thinks you have a personal relationship with the creator of the universe, and I'm the one that's arrogant. Okay. okay. Just want to make okay, sure. Hang on a second. You were, you were right along the empathy highway and took a Sarah Huckabee Sanders turn oh, yeah. right at the end. I never, thought, I never thought that and maybe should have. But I don't necessarily think any of those things. Look, if you, if you want to believe, believe. I don't. Well, if you t- if somebody asks you, you know, what church you go to, and you tell them, I'm not superstitious, I don't believe in fairy tales, anything along those lines right. is a backhanded way of saying you believe in fairy that, tales. That's, that, You're that's superstitious. actually not backhanded. You're, yeah, that's, that's... Open palm yeah. right across the face. <laughs> Middle of the sentence, <laughs> right. slap. Right. You know? <laughs> we have to be extra careful how we tell somebody that we don't believe what they believe. If we believe something different, it's easier just to tell them, I don't believe what you believe. I believe this other predetermined set of beliefs. And they're like, oh, that's perfectly okay. As long as you believe something, it's fine. But when you believe nothing, where where do we come from? Where do we get our morality from? You don't get that. Like you were saying, when... You tell somebody or somebody tells you that they're gay. When somebody tells me that, I don't feel they're telling me that to change my mind, where the theist always believes that the atheist is out to try and change their mind. Yeah, it feels like a superior kind of position. And a lot of that has to do with that's their mentality is that when it comes to supernatural beliefs, part of their supernatural belief is they have to spread their supernatural belief and convert the non-believer into the believer. So they think that our lot in life is to convert the believer. The other reaction that I've gotten, too, is pity. It's yeah. Like, so what happened to you? You know what? You know what, hurt you? Yeah. 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 Or what? You know. You know what was, tragedy in your life? Right. Was made it, you was walk it, was away it your from heart God. condition yeah. that made you separate from God? Mm-hmm. And then, then if you're saying no, I you know studied the evidence, then that's where it becomes a threat. So that's where you're kind of in a and then, and then a they start, you start to make sense to them, and they tell you that they'll pray for you. And, and that's their way of ending the conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's usually at that point that I tell them that I'm going to write a very nice letter on their behalf to Santa Claus. So, you know, we're now we're even. <laughs> so why would anybody think that there was attitude at all? 
So anyway, back to the billboard. <laughs> <laughs> or do we do we seamlessly segue to anti awful objections to anti theism? Jeff posted a video. Yeah. To the yeah. to the to the other two of us. One of us watched it, and one of us had family in town. <laughs> so you have and, an excuse. Yeah, and the one that watched it really. He took like, it the wrong like a, way, man. Like a duck to water. Tell me man. how he, I'm supposed to yeah. take that. <laughs> and we, this is a, uh, and what's the name of the video? I know it's Genetically Modified Skeptic. We're going to give it a shout out. It's called Awful Objections to Anti-Theism. And Jeff, you posted it. I Why did. did you post this here video? Well, the reason I posted this is because I kind of struggled with waffling between should I be an anti-theist? Is that a term that I can connect to? Or, you know, because I kind of pushed away from that term. I, you know, I saw like David Silverman as being a real hard anti-theist. I didn't like a lot of his approaches. So I knew, you know, so I didn't really like the term. But when I watched this video. I considered Christopher the- uh, uh, Hitchens, Hitchens to be an anti-theist. Very yeah, so. yeah. I mean, you know, and by definition, by hard definition, you know, anti-theist is you're against theism. That's what a lot of people would say atheists are, though, too. Is an- that they are anti-religious. Right, right. And that's at the beginning of the video. He makes sure there's a distinction between atheism and anti-theism, which I think is an important distinction. But as I kind of continued in my journey, I found out, you know, that not all religion is harmful, but Mm -hmm. there are certain religions or, you know, certain segments of it, like fundamentalism, like evangelicalism, that is harmful. We're seeing evidence of that every day. I'm kind of a... An anti-theist when it comes to certain segments, a little bit lighter when it comes to more progressive versions of theism. You have to kind of deconstruct both of those terms. And theism, to me, is a God that intervenes, that Mm -hmm. you can pray to, Mm -hmm. that can interact in the world. A supernatural being. What if one of those two stipulations doesn't apply? Well, and I was going to say that, you know, one of my last um, things I was hanging on to when I was still... A theist, crystals. I was, wasn't crystals. It was called process theism, and that that's where God really wasn't the omni. You know, he wasn't omnipresent. He wasn't omnipotent. I mean, you know, so he couldn't intervene directly into the world. That was kind of a halfway house between theism and deism. But but anyway, so when I watched this video, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, yeah, I mean, the way he kind of unpacked that, I can see that in certain respects, I can be an anti-theist because I'm against harmful forms of theism. Put a pin in that and let's do 45 seconds of okay, stop. Okay. But we can't say okay, stop because maybe Crooked Media would sue us, which would be the greatest thing ever. Because they're listening in. It would be the greatest thing ever (laughs) if we got sued by them for using okay, stop. So we should say... I think we're all used to religious people arguing against anti-theism by arguing for the benefits of religious practice. Hitchens' career was filled with responses to those arguments. These days, though, there seems to be a growing number of secular people objecting to anti-theism as well, but for slightly different reasons. I can't say I know why that is. Maybe those people have always been around and I just haven't noticed, or maybe it's the influence of certain popular political figures. Probably know who I'm talking about. Either way, I think the objections to anti-theism, no matter who they come from, should be addressed. But first, let's clarify a few things. There's a difference between atheism and anti-theism. Atheism is just not holding a belief in any gods, while anti-theism is being opposed to theism or thinking theism is harmful. Okie dokie halt. <laughs> <laughs> so he is anti-atheists who aren't anti-theism? Wait, say that again. 
So I didn't get that he was pro or con anything. Definitely pro anti-theist. Well, I think he's trying to reclaim. I think he's just giving he's giving a definition of terms before he gets further into the video. He is defining anti-theism as as two different things at, because it is people who are actively against religion and people who think religion is harmful. That's now is that a, an, is that an A you have to subscribe to A and B or you can subscribe well, to A or B. The first, you know, 15, 20 seconds is, are basically, you know, like, I don't understand secular people who aren't anti-theist. Almost like you're not a real atheist because you're not anti-theist. I don't understand how anybody could not, who doesn't believe, wouldn't be anti-theist. Well, I would counter that with pe- some people are apatheist. And, and I think those two, you, you've got the umbrella of atheism, and then the like you refer to them as denominations of, of atheism, you could break down that into anti-theist and apatheist. People that don't believe and don't care and don't think about it, right, right. and the people that don't believe. And I, I, I would say that they're atheists. They, they just, it's not something... Either they were raised in a non-religious household or they never bought in and walked away and, and never really gave much thought but that, to it. But they're not atheists then because they haven't picked a side. No, they, they have picked a side. On, on the question of do you believe there, there is a God, they would come down on the no side. Then they're an atheist. Yeah. But, they yeah. Wouldn't, but there's so many people like that that don't call themselves atheists. Because of the I negative know. social connotation attached for, for to the For whatever yeah. reason. There, but but they hey, would but they would not you. but they would not consider themselves to be a believer. They they would put themselves in the not active you know a, a nun a nun. Perhaps. They would never use that term. We've talked about that. Right, but right. but they they would definitely on the side of the question: Do you believe yes or no? They would come down on the no side, which would then put why aren't them they an atheist as, then? That's I think part of the problem is nobody's because really theists asked have them. better PR. Well, and they, well, we've got atheists like. The genetically modified skeptic that are basically calling the apathists out for not being anti-theist. See, I didn't get that impression from the video. He says it right off the bat. And, you know, he gives he, – there's two reasons. You, you know, I don't think believing religion can be harmful is anti-theist. Believing religion well, religion is, is, is a whole other topic. Yeah. Well, that's Can what be, he's talking about. But believing religion is a source of harm in the world would be an anti-theist stance. If somebody comes down and says the Catholic Church is a force of bad in the world, they're an anti-theist. They may not call themselves right. that. If you, but his definition of that is much wider. If you believe that the Catholic Church has committed probably untold atrocities through... Through, through their history. long history, yeah. does that make you anti-theist, or are you acknowledging? Or does that make you anti-Catholic? Well, no. Or does it, you know? Because some people may have that thought about the Catholic Church, but currently attend a Methodist Episcopalian. or Episcopalian or a UU or whatever, may still feel, you know, themselves to be religious, but just anti that particular denomination. So now, somebody that looks at religion as a whole. As whether it be Christianity or Islam or Hinduism or Buddhism or whatever the ism is, any ism is is, is bad in, in their mind. That's it, to me that, that would be an anti-theist. Right. That's not what he's saying. Though. Okay. 
And I mean, the title of the video is Awful Objections to Anti-Theism. Like all the reasons that probably atheists and secular people give for not being anti-theist, he says are bullshit. And I think that's bullshit. I think he's going against uh, or going at the people that have the attitude of religion's not for me, but to each their own. That kind of you know, you know the thing. Perfect. Right. Which is why I hated this video <laughs> because that's probably where I am because I felt like he was talking to me. Okay. And f you. Oh, uh, okay. Because okay. the. Messaging, your ding, ding. When it comes to being anti-theist, I think is a loser argument. I think it's negative. I think it's unnecessarily confrontational, and I don't think it gets you anywhere. I certainly understand and believe that religion can be harmful. We're seeing it in the public square uh, right now. Right. I was going to say some of our first topics were. Those kind of things where we're seeing the harm that is being done in the name of religion. Dominated by it. Right, Like right. the political discussion is like it's friggin' everywhere. Does that make me or anybody that believes this anti-theist because I don't like that or I don't like how it's being used? We also um, kind of applauded the – or we were talking about it. Did we talk about the Catholic bishops? Yeah. The, about um, the, how they called out the yeah, – uh, The abuse on the border. Yeah. There's a force for good there – completely clouded and wrapped in the Catholic brand and everything that comes with it. Yeah. I get that. Like, you wouldn't believe. But personally, if I went around being anti-every religious person, I'd be one angry person. But I don't think you have to do that to use the word anti-theist. And that's what I'm saying. I, I... I'm a part-time anti-theist. No, uh, you're not a part-time. You're you might you're not even an occasional anti-theist. You do have opinions though about things that are done in the name of religion that does great th- harm, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't think, you know, is that make you an anti-theist or an anti well, we need a better word. <laughs> well, but that's because when I when I hear anti-theist, it means anti-religion and anti-religious people. Mhm. That's what traditionally it, it, I guess it has to me as well. My my level of anti-theism or my level of atheism, however you want to say it, is directly proportionate to whatever the the situation is that's in front of me. If it's somebody wants to have a group like the Good News Club or, or the Boy Scouts that are overtly one specific religion, uh, have access to our children in our schools, that's one thing. Uh, having the vice president of the United States speak to a convention of, of a particular denomination of a religion is a whole other thing. And going back a little bit with Pence, you've got him spouting Bible verses, and the people that are opposed to him are not opposed to him on, on secular reasoning. They're, they're spouting opposite Bible verses right, to right. show their opposition to his Bible verses. That's, we're bordering on a theology at that point. We're, we're, we're no longer a, a secular re- republic. And that's my struggle, yeah. you know, like, like we were talking about before with my progressive friends, is like you're not really helping by spouting these other verses. I mean, because then you're also avoiding, you know, where, where God suggested uh, genocide, you know, yeah. killing all these babies. So what about what about that? So, and, and that's why I'm saying it, it's a difficult word for me to use. I, I can see where it's, it's helpful in some cases. 
But you know, I don't. I don't know a better. What would be a better word for it? Then? How about just being opposed to uh, being Anti-shit. opposed to the right to the <laughs> policy to the um, you know to the belief and how it how it's manifest. I mean, when you said it affects your atheism, nothing affects my atheism, and I don't think anything affects think it, your atheism. It affects my atheism, but it, right, the level you, of my response is going to be right, but proportionate. But your atheism. Is still a hundred. Yes. Like your right, atheism right. score doesn't go up and down no matter how anti-theist or anti-something else right. you are. That's the your. Uh, maybe I'll just speak for me. Yeah. My atheism is at is a level. It's a straight line. Yeah. Right. Right. It right. Do, it's not going to you know. It's not going to affect me either way, depending on what religious people say or really anybody else says. I'm at that point. All this other stuff is related to. Religion, but not my atheism. That I mean, that's a really good point because yeah, there is just a you know a, a solid line for us on our atheism, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But there's so many different varieties of theism. There's so many different religions, but there's so many different definitions of God too. So you know, so what God are you against? I'm you know I'm against the people that think there's a God that um, you know hates gays. Okay, I'm against that God. Uh, I'm not. I'm not against a God that says to take care of the poor. If you want to believe in that God, so I mean, to me, that's 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 a major problem. Is we're dealing with all these different varieties of of gods out there. It's, it's not just one single deity. Plus, how are you going to convince people of your position if you want to do that by telling them what they believe is wrong? I mean, are you if you tell if you're going to tell somebody how how successful are you in talking to Trumpsters? About all of this, right, right, all of right. the stuff that he does that actively harms them. How successful have you been in well, that? Well, people are just going to naturally double down and, and entrench themselves in those beliefs when those beliefs are challenged. Well, that's one of the things he brought up later on in the video, too, is his preferred method is not the poke in the eye, but through education. And that's that's where I mm-hmm. come from as well, is... is yeah. How do you how do you tell somebody politely that everything well, that they base their worldview on is wrong? It's right, it is and, a and lie. right. But you know, if somebody asks me, you know, how I arrived at it, you know, I'll give them the resources that I use to deconstruct. And if they want to, you know, read those same resources, then that's that's up to them. That's their journey. So the other part of that the video that part of the video that you mentioned is also, to me, referenced in the Wired article that you posted about uh, Sam Harris and the myth of perfectly rational thought. Right, And right, I pulled yeah. this quote out because yep. this guy reminds me of this. It's when you a, said yeah. that I try to educate them. Really? Well. You're so much smarter <laughs> and you're going to educate them and they're going to take that because you're because just the sheer power of your rational thought is going to just the mm. melt away, you know, re- years Man. of religious dogma. And here's the quote. Gather around, children. Right. Brother Jeff is going right. to give us his lesson. <laughs> do, <Yeah>. do, do. <laughs> Of all the various things that critics of new atheists find annoying about them, and here I speak from personal experience, this ranks near the top, the air of rationalist superiority they often exude. Amen. Mm-hmm. Because right. that's exactly when I when I saw that video, I read this, and I'm like, that's this guy right now. Because people don't want to be educated in that regard. Or- because... 
or reasoned out of a then then we are a belief that they did not come to how many times how many how many alcoholics do you know have been educated out of out of drinking how many drug addicts get educated out of it in the end inside them and i'm not i'm not equating religion with heroin addiction <laughs> so just for the record <laughs> but nobody tried to educate me i came to it i came to it i i knew what I wanted and I changed. You're not going to educate well, people then, out of their religious belief like no, this smug guy but did. What, well, what is there? Okay, there's uh, got to be. There we go. I, think, I think as people become more educated, they naturally start to question the excuses and reasons that they were given the way things were. Are we not the most educated and allegedly intelligent culture? The United oh. States? Yeah. and I would, I would say no. You think we were smarter in the 50s? You think we were smarter in the 70s? No way. We are more intelligent. We were have created we, greater technology. And look who's in the White House. Were we more intelligent, to use your term, relative to the rest of the world in the 50s or the 70s versus now? It's all relative. Well, not not relative, though. Not even, even within the United States. Mm-hmm. We don't have to take the rest of the world. It'd be surprised if we got... Dumber. We may be making dumber decisions, but from an intelligence standpoint, we know more and are smarter now. I would, yeah, I'd say there's a smaller slice of society that's moving along there's, that trajectory, yeah. though. I, I think, Lately. I think yes. society as a whole, if you want to talk about American society, over the last 200 years, you go back 100 years in time, pluck somebody. The average Joe walking down the street in the 1918 versus 1718, there was a lot of what the common man just knows by being a member of a much more advanced society. Right. There's a much more bigger difference between now and somebody from 1919 than, say, the difference between somebody from 1819 and 1719. Well, there's a difference between you intelligence know, and a knowledge A candle was a well. candle was a candle. I mean, you we have a I whole know. lot of knowledge, yeah. but how useful is a lot of that knowledge? Is well, That's true. I mean, you, you, the old argument, everybody knows how to flip on a light switch. Not everybody knows how to coil copper wire in order to generate electricity. You know, that, that's a whole, you know, another animal. Just being the fact that the level of technology that we deal with on a daily basis, we are a much more intelligent animal on average than our predecessors from even 100 years ago. I don't think you're going to be able to tell people to educate them, air quotes, unless they already want to hear it. Oh, yeah. Right. And yeah. already exactly. are thinking about it. Right. Well, it's like, a, it's like a, uh, I believe it was Arn Ra that said, ignorance is not only what you don't know, it's what you won't know. And if you're unwilling to learn the truth or seeking the truth is not your bag, you know, so to speak, then then you're, you're not going to move. That's you know. funny, though, because that's exactly how believers talk. They had the truth. They found the truth. And sure. are you going to educate me out of believing the All truth? Right. Hmm. I don't think that's realistic. And I'd like to know how many conversions come from watching a video like that or watching, well, you know. Same thing as the billboard. Who's that video aimed yeah, at? Yeah, I think that's for our is that community. Vi- is that video aimed well, at? That video a, was aimed at me, and I you. didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, 
I believe that video was aimed at the non-believer or very well the person yeah, that's yeah. on their way to non-belief. Are you going to convince anybody by basically kind of telling them they're dumb? No. no. Or, you know... I don't know really what the solution is. I mean, education, I understand what you're saying there. That's trying what are you going to gonna educate them on? Well, I, okay, so I maybe not to use that word. Maybe I would point them if they want to know, if they're asking questions. But, that's, I would, but see, the thing about that is your journey was not his. No. Was no, not I, mine. Right, right. I know. So yeah, I everybody's is different. That's what I'm saying. If they ask me, I can only say what my journey probably was. Probably be a like-minded person yeah. would ask you. A Catholic probably wouldn't wouldn't relate as much. We would be able to speak that language. Right. Your folks who are on this more... Mm, you can say it progressive. No. <laughs> like a, like a not a steep incline in their, in their belief to atheism. Much more gradual. Yes. Much more deliberate. Much more... It's a very low-sloped roof. Right. You yeah. know, like, he and I were a little more not, not light bulb. Yeah. You and the people that you talk about are like a, like a dimmer. You've got, you went from harder core to slowly, you know, just lesser and lesser hardcore mm-hmm. to progressive Christians to... Oh, how far oh. down the rabbit hole. Right. Like, and, oh. You yeah. Know. Hmm. yeah. I, I, you know what? I think To I'm, paint I an analogy, like, you had the little water wings and you stayed in, in the shallow end and you learned how to swim. Our dads just kind of threw us in the deep end. And, you know, <laughs> it is it, it, a different experience. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the education part, I don't know. I just, it, feel, it felt smug. It felt arrogant. And well, maybe well, that's maybe see, that's I, same thing. Maybe that's not the video that's aimed for you. Maybe that's not the billboard. But uh, I'm, to but tie I'm, back to to some of our earlier discussions, that maybe that billboard isn't aimed for you. I just find and it, there needs to be different videos. There needs to be different billboards aimed at people all across the spectrum. You need billboards that are aimed at the believer, at the believer that's on their way on that journey. You need uh, videos and and billboards that are aimed at the people that have made that journey and are now out. And you need billboards and videos that are aimed at the people that are pissed at the people that lied to them all those years. A good example of that is the Mr. Deity videos. Those were a big part of my deconstruction process as well. I didn't realize when I was watching those that he was an atheist. I mean, because he using humor to kind of poke you, fun in a funny way at a lot of the doctrines and things within Christianity. He was, he was that I was questioning was at the same holes, time. Yeah, and eventually you have enough holes poked in your story, you start to question the whole thing. You well, go, because, oh well, I never really thought about that part of it. Then you start to question that part of it, and then and then that kind of falls away, and then you start to question another part of it, and that kind of falls away, and it's a house of cards. Eventually, right, the right. whole thing comes tumbling down. Exactly, and that, that was my process, and I was saying he was part of that. But it also paralleled other things that I was researching at the time, so it made total sense. And so, so that approach to me worked. It worked for me. I think it works for a lot of people. Or he probably wouldn't have been doing as successful that. as he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in the description of this video, he he mentions droves of secular YouTubers who go easy on religion. So, what exactly does that mean? So, if I if if I don't do certain things, I'm going easy on religion. Huh? Mm. Sounds like dogma. Well, it depends. And you, I could. I, I mean, I didn't take it that way. I took it a different I didn't, way. Yeah, I didn't even read that part. 
Well, you're just not learn. informed. Maybe you should be educated. <laughs> I would take it now as there are, like I said earlier, there are different videos for different people, you know, along that journey in in different spots. You're normally not this squishy about things. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah. But, like I said, there are, if you're you're the uh, producer of content, whether it be a video or a podcast or books or lectures or whatever, and, and your niche is... You're wanting to convert the believer and get them started on on that journey. M- telling them everything they believe is stupid is is not the best way to go about doing it. You know, I agree with that. Right. Where somebody that's creating content that is geared more towards the atheist or the anti-theist, they're not worried about what a Christian uh, or a Muslim is going to think if they stumble across their video. That's like we've told people before. That's not our audience. So we're, that that's not who we're we're you know shooting. So at. so this this is like an atheist purity test. I guess I'm not a good atheist because I go easy on religion. I'm not properly anti-theist. So it's an atheist litmus test. You can't just you believe. Not believing is not good enough. You have to be anti. You really what don't you like used to guy. believe. I'm I don't. Just really, I'm just really, I, I really glad that you have it, your ire aimed at him instead of us this week. <laughs> <laughs> you agree with them? No. Uh, I, that is interesting, though. How there's you know we've watched the video and there's. I'm just glad different takes and, that. There's a there's enough out there. There's enough content out there that you can find something like this that irks you, as opposed to there not being this guy filling this particular niche. I, I'd rather not be irked on a regular basis. We're we'll irking <laughs> during the course of the and day. It's, and it's it's the same thing. You know, you know, people. You can recommend the same book to five different air quote atheists. And you're going to maybe get five... Com- 16 podcasts about com- it? Well, just com- yeah, completely <laughs> different reactions. That book may be the right book for one of them, but it may not be the right book for the other four. It may not be the right book at the right time for the other four. Uh, you know? True. So this video was not the right video at this time for you. But it opened up the question because I tied this back to the billboard campaign because that is the question is poking religion mm-hmm. in the eye the enemy of humanity. You're talking about the billboard two, now. There's two there's two looks like there's two windows. One you is pick one. sun and or, or you know blue skies and clouds. The other one looks like a furnace. Like hell. And this is Jack's this is the latest FFRF billboard that, mm-hmm. that Jack paid for. And where is this one at? I know it's here in Atlanta, but where does it say where? Because I have not seen this I one I don't know. Person. It looks like it's on a highway or something because there's a uh, lot of trees behind it. Well, that could be anywhere in the state of Georgia. There. <laughs> a lot of trees behind not, it. Well, the one, the one that was in Cobb definitely oh, yeah. was not. Yeah. That was in a strip, that was in a strip mall. Yeah, that is the latest one. I don't exactly know. I don't exactly get this billboard. I don't understand exactly what the message is behind it. And I don't really have a good feel for who it is that they're trying to talk to. Well, and that's that's my general question on these anyway, is since we can't educate the, the religious people. Don't look at me that way when I say that. <laughs> and I use the air quotes as well. <laughs> are billboards even worth investing in? Are they? What are they doing? We're getting into a, a media effectiveness conversation. This is, billboards well, versus banner ads versus gonna, TV yeah. spots. <laughs> we're going to have a cost uh, benefit analysis. Right. On, on What's this? the ROI on this? <laughs> 
Well, is it the billboard itself? Kind of cool that it's from uh, an if atheist send, organization. If it sends somebody to the internet and they Google FFRF, then it's effective. It does feel like a little more of a thumb in the eye, though, approach. Read this one. What is it? What exactly does this billboard say again, please? I know it's got the two pictures. One it says supernatural belief dash the enemy of humanity. Yeah. I, I, you know, after 15 times of reading what it says or having it read to me, it's still it, it just it doesn't ring. Right. And, and to me, there there is that spectrum. Maybe you know? this billboard so, was not geared towards me. Yeah. <laughs> if it, it's not a, if, if it's aimed at the religious. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to change any minds. Plus, I don't think if it's aimed at the atheists, I don't think it's going to. It's going to cause any any high fives. <laughs> you know, well, so you know, do you, how many people that go to one of the mega churches around here are going to think they're t- being talked to? Supernatural belief? No, I believe in God. Yeah, I believe in Jesus. He's, he's Supernatural super. belief? Yeah, we're not he's talking natural. about ghosts and you know. You know, are you magic. trying to? If you're trying to spark conversation, spark controversy, all you. You know, you got the 16th episode of a podcast talking about it, so I guess you win mm-hmm. for what's that? It's about 32 cents of marketing time. <laughs> but well, and part of me kind of wonders too if if this might have almost the opposite effect, where it it people that are super religious are going to see this as a reason why they have to keep God in the schools and vote mm-hmm. for you know right. Somebody like who's a going to, somebody, who says, I'll hold my nose, but I'll still vote for him. Right. Because the alternative yeah, is worse. He's going down that slippery what slope. Al- what alternative, what better way are you providing? Right. Well, and a lot of the people that are super religious uh, you know, associate atheism with communism, just like they do yeah. socialism. It, or lack of morality. Right, even right, if they yeah. don't go that far. Right, right. You mm-hmm. know, even if they're you know younger than 70 and, and they... Uh, they just equate it to anything goes hedonism, you know, no, no, you know, basis of, of morality, no moral compass. Then, I, I think the the especially if that's the target audience of a a atheist billboard, so to speak, is to deconvert the converted. It needs that's not the message. Um, well, my the, question is the what? message needs to be more in line with. Just letting them know that it's okay to question their belief and it's – a lot of them just don't understand that the, that there is a possibility there that you can walk away from the religion that you were raised in. That you know, a lot of people just don't know that that's even a possibility. You know, they just can't – that idea just doesn't – what? You don't have to get up and go go to church on Sunday. That's you know, you know unheard of. I would even high five for atheists vote too. You know, yeah, non-believers vote. I'm an atheist you know, and I vote. Right, it's not kind yeah. of a billboard campaign right. where it's just your average person yeah. mm-hmm. and hi, my name's Don. I I'm vote an my non-beliefs and I vote. And then <laughs> just, you put the FFRF just like, on there. Just like or? you have the I'm pro-choice and I vote bumper stickers that you see on cars. That's a good message to put out there. It's the only way you're going to get yeah. people's attention. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. When, and, and when you what, get in front of a bunch of, of people and you say, I'm a Christian first, a American second, and a Republican third, that is going to lose you as many votes as it's going to win you. Until that day comes, people right. are going to continue to, and, and make 
blanket statements like that. If I'm, you know, I'm an American that happens to be Christian. Yeah. It'd be one thing. Yeah. You know, I'm a Christian, but I don't let it affect my voting record. I am an American that just happens to not believe in God. You know, I'm going to make decisions on what is best for the country, constituents, etc. This one just kind of, eh, screw you. Yeah. Okay, so what was the slogan? Say it again. <laughs> I, I, I still won't understand it. And I still no, 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 no. Uh, this the positive slogan you guys were talking about. Oh, no, oh I'm a non-believer. I'm, and I'm, I'm, a, yeah, I'm a non-believer. non-believer and I and I vote. I vote I'm an atheist and I and I vote. I vote my non-beliefs. I'm a voter and I vote my non-belief. Take your pick. On that note, I may be talked out. <laughs> All right. Anybody got any recommendations? You did. Mm. I do have a recommendation. I was I was holding it. I was seeing oh, if anybody else okay. got one. Um, what you got? Uh, I definitely recommend the Wired article we post about the, uh, the uh, Sam Harris and the myth of perf- perfectly rational thought, which talks about I'll definitely new put atheists. a link in, in the description. Um, and I'm going to put a link to genetically modified skeptic uh, as well, and yeah. not not just that video. I, I, I've watched a, a number of his stuff. Grr, red, and, angry uh, emoji. Yeah, and uh, I do recommend it. I, rec- I recommend um, that no one ever listen to Bill Donahue of the Catholic of the League. Catholic League. Especially um, when it comes to uh, anything. suicides. Yeah, why uh, yes. is he their go-to guy on the news and stuff? Like, because he because he was in, he was in their in their Rolodex. He's he's good for a quote. Um, well, he posted. It, it wasn't like the news went to him. It was posted on CatholicLeague.org. Uh, plus, he has a new book he's hawking, which is not connected so, to the church. So no, but he he definitely when when he gave his little Bourdain slam, he did throw a little plug for his new book. You know, just, you know, as you do. He is a troll. Yeah. He is a troll that speaks for Catholics and has for decades in media with no no direct connection to the church, although they're kind of attached at the hip. If if he did not do what he did, then people would not buy his books and would not donate to the Catholic League. And he would not be invited on TV. His livelihood depends upon him Uh, being somewhat of a douche. And he did, he he says it well. Anthony Mm -hmm. Bourdain committed suicide because he was an atheist. Yeah, that he questioned whether uh, Anthony would still be here if if he was a believer and and not a non-believer. Because depression, you know, no 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 Christian ever ever kills themselves, you know, b- right, because right, of right. depression. Right. You know, depression is, is only uh, well. That's another reason to be depressed. <laughs> it's not only are you dealing with this shit, but you're going to go to hell afterwards. So Bill Donahue, I won't say what I said before because it'd be mean. But fuck that guy. Yeah, I might have been. Might have been. F- might have been FTG. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I've, yeah, I've been thinking, fuck that guy when it comes to Bill Donahue for, for a long time. Decades. Yeah, about, yeah. about a lot of different – it's not just this. Um, yeah, this. So a lot of things caught my ire. It was a big ire net this week. Yeah. I got a recommendation, and, and I'm, well, this is not going to be a 15-minute diatribe like the last one. A guy by the name of Michael Wiseman. He has a podcast. I want to recommend it. It's, I think, his sixth or seventh episode is coming out this Sunday. He, he does a new yeah, episode. A yeah, fairly new. It's called The Bible Says What? And it's followed by both an exclamation point and a question mark. So it's like, The Bible Says What? what? It's about an hour-long podcast each episode where it seems that he will call random churches and just 
said, hi, my name is Mike. I've got a couple theological questions that are bouncing around in my head. I was wondering if you could help me iron these out. And gets really deep into the minutia of the Bible with pastors, assistant pastors, youth pastors, whoever it happens to be that answers the phone phone or the phone gets transferred to on that particular day. And some of them he has a 20-minute, very confrontational conversation with before the person realizes they have something else that they need to do and hangs up on him. Or he gets the guy who's got nothing better to do that day and loves having these types of conversations with both believers and non-believers and sticks around and gets into an in-depth conversation with, with Michael for about an hour. Very, very interesting conversations. And it's one of the podcasts that I've grown to look forward to uh, on Sunday mornings, except for every other Sunday morning when the Godless Heathens podcast comes out. That's so, your yeah, best one. Listen to us first yeah. and then listen to Michael every other Sunday and then on subsequent Sundays, you can listen to him. So apparently the the crowd is not in favor of our last podcast. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, did we get an email? We did. Hold on a second. Did we, we did. get did we get two emails? We did. Okay. We actually, because, several. Because one email we got was from Jeff's wife. And did she, she win the prize? No. Oh, she's damn. she's exempt from the prize. Even if she Wait was the first, a minute. Even if she was the I'm putting my foot down. Even if she was the first email to come through, wives are exempt from winning the prize. You didn't have that small print. She, she married you. She's already won the prize. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you can tell her I said <laughs> So so we got some we got we got some viewer Jeff, mail. Jeff, Not hurry me. back. Barbecue and razors? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Who said that? Can't say. It was, can't, can't, can't say on air. But uh, you may you may know that person. Is this is this the uh, is this the winner? I think it is. Um, oh, so you get a hand selected. Well, we haven't decided collection. Well, the, of you used know what? razors. No. <laughs> the initials are B B. Uh, you're uh, going to get a hand-curated selection of tea from my tea oh, collection. Oh, that's right. All right, we, we're going to reach out to um, to B, uh, yes. BB. To BB. And, um, and by the way. Get some information, and we'll send something out. I maybe don't remember the barbecue part, but the razors part I do remember. And I do remember the variety. He forgot about the varsity. We, yeah. The, we started with, with the barbecue. We were, we were talking about different barbecue sauces and, uh, uh, and how you, being a northerner, Michigan doesn't have a claim to barbecue, so you get to enjoy it all. I do. Where I, 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 yeah. I have, to, I have to stay, you know, ensconced in my camp and, you know, and, oh. and, and fight for my it's, clan. It's a, it's, a, it's a religious order. It is. It's a religious order. You know what? I'm not properly anti-barbecue enough. No. Well, you saw the picture I sent you from Texas. Tennessee. Yeah. We were, yeah, that's where it all started. That we place, talked about. I didn't even need the sauce. Phenomenal. You're not because to. the meat is look, so look, damn right. good. I was going to say I was going to guess the food was uh, off the chain. Just out of this was, I, yeah. I could tell by the picture that they did not put floor. they did not put money into the facade. <laughs> no, <laughs> all no. the money and time and effort went into the food. But oh, we did man. we did try to involve you in the podcast, but you had a stubborn resistance to actually telling us what you drank. Probably because you couldn't remember after like 28 beers or whatever you had that day. No. Because it. Yeah, that was like the third place we were at. In that day. Yeah. Yeah. How many beers on. How many beers did you sample that day? Three different places. You probably did a flight at each place. How many beers on average in a flight? 
How many? How many did did uh, did your wife like not finish and go? Oh, we can't have that go to waste. Yeah. <laughs> Knock that one down. Well, we were walking everywhere, so that definitely helped. Okay. So now, not get arrested. Out of yeah. out of your your Nashville trip, what was the here, good recommendation for you? Mm, what yeah. was the best beer that you found on your Nashville and trip? Brewery, yes. Yeah. Fine. You know, give a little shout out to the to the brewery of. of of choice for those find themselves in the music city. That that is a tough choice because all the brews we went to, they were all unique in their offerings. But I, I guess the one that was the most unique was Yazoo, and I can't remember the name of the beer, but it was like a Mexican amber that they made, and it was phenomenal. That sounds like something I would drink. You might, yeah. I mean, because yeah. it wasn't hoppy, it was more malt. Yeah, that's my wheelhouse right thing, there. So. Yeah. So I, yeah, I would say that was probably the, my most memorable beer that I had. By, and by the way, BB, yeah. we would never be talking about this if you didn't troll us over email. <laughs> so it worked. So it, it, Absolutely, it, it did. We asked for you know critique and and criticism. We did. That was good. We did. He didn't take a position in the barbecue war, so mm-hmm. he must he's not properly barbecue. Well, you you'll have to grill him a little bit when you, when you grill him. Yeah, grill him. <laughs> Get see it. What, see what I did there? Get it. Yeah. All right, so. Um, j- just like uh, just like BB did, uh, talk to us. Send us an email, godlessheathens at yahoo.com. You can see us on Twitter at, at godlesspodcast. If y'all weren't aware, we got in a little bit of a Twitter spat this last week. I responded to a Ken Ham tweet. I like how I said we. Yeah, well, it's a corporation. It's our official podcast, uh, our official podcast uh, Twitter. You can spread the blame. Ken Ham tweeted uh, something out this this past week. And I responded to it and then got a couple of creationists that responded to my response. And right. nice, nice little I little chain there. Out. Yeah, uh, that, that was fun. But did so Ken Ham? Ken Ham, Ken Ham did not respond. And I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Ken Ham has not blocked us yet. I have responded to a couple of his tweets and he has not uh, could blocked be, us it as It could yet. be muted. That's worse. Yeah, well, that, yeah, it's true. And, and by the way, we did get another email. Other than... <laughs> Just yes. wives and, and BBs. We'll, we'll try to be better. Okay. What, <laughs> go ahead. Read it. What does it say? Opening and closing music way too long. And despite being selected for the irony, contrary to the title and the subject of your podcast, the What We Are Drinking segment, who cares and what a waste of time to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that particular you know, I, I, think, I think we have somebody that doesn't like kombucha. <laughs> That particular email lost me when they started uh, talking bad about the music. Oh, fortunately, I have a fast-forward button that eliminates both of these bits. I was just going to recommend that. Yeah. That was going to be my recommendation. Well, we always awesome. we said be honest. Yeah, we did. You can't right. beat that. We did. But um, just, uh, just to let you know, I drank a Curahi Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee milk stout. It's a seven percent ABV in with locations in Franklin and Alpharetta. I had two red hair long day loggers that are five point something. I can't read it, but yeah, out of Marietta, Georgia, and Charlotte, North Carolina. Not Charlotte. S H A L L O T T E, North Carolina. And my second beer was a Mig Margarita. It's a ghost beer. Is that like a Russian Mig? On the label there? I, I don't know how to identify that. I'm sure it's... Right now, it. right now, Russell is fast-forwarding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's tart, 30-second button. Orange, boop, boop. salty. Here's Fresh. beer. Nope, <laughs> keeps going. Nope, nope. 
We should just like like do nothing for thirty seconds and then just go beer. Beer. And then Russell's gonna hit it again. <laughs> and uh, we 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 sincerely appreciate the feedback, and we will coming. try to be better and more entertaining. Absolutely, keep them coming. That's right. Um, also on Facebook, we have the Godless Heathens podcast discussion group. It's a closed group. Just uh, send us a uh, request, and we will get your quest approved and get you in there. So listen to us on Podbean, YouTube. Uh, even though you get videos that make me angry, um, <laughs> iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and whatever uh, uh, service that uh, Russell listens to. Again, I, I apologize. Third-rate what, hippie app. Right? <laughs> I'm not calling you a third-rate hippie, Russell. Um, it's a third-rate atheist podcast. But, you know. <laughs> and don't forget to uh, like us and rate us. Oh, that yeah, like us, like us and rate he us. He got his computer open. He, uh, yeah. I, I thought we were done with that. Okay. Uh, this, is, this is what makes it a third-rate <laughs> podcast, Jeff. <laughs> One of the many Be things. honest, we are with you pretty much, for the most part. <laughs> open invitation to Jesus. We'd love to have you on the Godless Podcast. So hit us up. And uh, we'll see you in two see weeks. See you next time. Even you, Russell. Take care, everybody. Someone at the party and the devil